Your phone has got to be, you got to look at it as, as your paintbrush, you know, your, your wand. Um, I'm on it all the time. Because of Game of Phones, I don't even leave my house until I make at least 10 calls. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. In this episode, I have Simon LaFave. Simon's a mortgage broker with Get a Better Mortgage based out of Toronto. And Simon just came through our program and is a guy who's just literally on fire. I just love his energy and his enthusiasm. He's on pace to crush this year. And I just wanted to share with you his story and some of what he's been doing in order to scale his business. And I don't know if you remember, but I'm old enough to back in the day, I remember getting one of these these toys that were like a punch dummy and you punch it and it would bounce right back. And I heard once that there was a survey done on what characteristic is most important in salespeople. And it's the positive attitude where they literally bounce back. And so Simon has this in spades. The guy is like, he's so positive and something happens. He bounces back. No problem. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode with him. Also, this episode is sponsored by Pioneer West Acceptance Corp. Pioneer West is a private lender in BC and Alberta, and they specialize in, they do construction, they do private mortgages and style Stewart and the gang have sponsored us here at I Love Mortgage Brokering for a couple of years now. And they're awesome and the feedback from other brokers in the community has been awesome. So if you have a deal that is private or outside the normal, reach out to Styles. Those guys will take care of you. Tell them you heard about them from us because we love those guys. And uh, check out this episode with Simon. My first question I always like to ask is, so like, how long have you been in the mortgage business? And then what were you doing before you got into the mortgage business? Uh, I've been in the mortgage business for eight years now. This is my second calendar year as a broker. I worked at a... Uh, at a lender downtown Toronto for about six years. And yeah, before that, that was my first, that's my first real job at university. So my first professional job has been in the, it's been all mortgages for me. So how did you find the transition from working? So you were like an underwriter or what were you doing? What was your role at the lender? I never, uh, I never made the jump to underwriting. I thought about doing it. Then I realized I'd, uh, I'm really not good at that type of stuff. In-house brokering I was doing, retention, Basically anything you name it. I mean, okay. even when I started there, I was on Team Xerox and worked my way up. Okay, cool. And then, so when you, what made you decide to jump into becoming a mortgage broker? It's the most logical next step to what I was doing before. Uh, like I said, um, I thought about becoming an underwriter, but a lot of people kind of encouraged me to go, no, you know what, you're, you should really become a, a broker. That's the next step. I mean, it's, it's very challenging and everything. And um, I'm like, yeah, you know what, I should. And yeah, here we are. I learned so much from working on the, on the lending side those six years. So, I mean, if I didn't have that, then there's no chance I'd be a mortgage broker today. That's why. Right, right. It seems like everybody has a different path into our industry. And it's great that you had the background of like, so you understand some lending stuff. But how was, trend, you make that transition, you're obviously salary, then you go to straight commission. So how was that? Tell me about your first year. What did that look like? That looks like a whole lot of, not much the first six months. That's for sure. So I started in, I think I quit the lending side. It was July 2016. Between that and the start of 2017, I, not much was going on. I didn't know what to expect. I'm talking sleeping in until 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, looking at a, at a rate sheet all day, thinking I'm working. That's um, what we do. That's all the mortgage workers do. We sleep in until yeah. look at rates. Yeah. You know, fun, 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 mortgage fire, 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 Seinfeld at, uh, during the day, you know, that type of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we've all been there. Right, right. And so how was that first year? So the end of the first year, sort of making the transition, how did, how did it go? That, that first six months in 2016 was, it was shocking. It's not, um, 
I've definitely learned a lot of what not to do. 2017 last year was was a whole a hell of a lot better. I kind of uh, pulled up my bootstraps there and it started doing work. I got a lot of, uh, invested a lot of money in, you know, seminars and that sort of thing in the U.S. Last year was really good, actually. So how has this year been going? Oh, so basically, yeah. So what happened was in 2017, I, um, I, didn't, I probably did about 75, 80% of my business through refinances. 2018, I pretty much tapped all that out. So I'm really, really, really focused on the purchase business and developing uh, relationships with real estate agents, which I've gotten really good at. And uh, thanks to you, of course. And um, I'm lucky enough to work out of a, um, a REMAX office here in uh, Midtown Toronto. And I've learned so much about what they actually, what these real estate agents want, what they need, and just how the whole system works. So this year is probably, it's probably going to be the best year yet, no doubt about it. Right, right. What are some of the things that you're doing differently so, you know, you came into our program in January and like the thing I always loved about you is you're just like all in, full out, full throttle, and you just take the stuff and run with it. So what are a couple of the things that you have found have been really effective uh, in terms of helping you build your business? Your phone has got to be, you got to look at it as, as your paintbrush, you gotta, your, your wand. Um, I'm on it all the time. Because of Game of Phones, I don't even leave my house until I make at least 10 calls, at least, to new, to new agents. Like I told you before, five o'clock in the morning, waking up, gym by six, back home by seven thirty, calls done by like nine thirty or ten, and then I could start working on any files or you know mortgage stuff. Not not just straight selling, which is great. The whole reframing of 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 why I'm a broker is a lot different. Basically, burned all my bridges and just to make sure that I can't really do anything else, and I'm in it. I'm in it for the long haul. Otherwise, I could just work nine to five and uh, get paid, what, 70, 80 grand a year, which is nothing wrong with that. But I think is if you're a broker, you got kind of got to know why you're doing it, and you got to know where you want to be, you got to have your goal set, which which is something that that's changed for me drastically this year in 2018. Right. You know, my my wife, actually, I don't know if you knew this, but she, she started in the mortgage business 14 years ago. I started 12. And she'd always say is that if you don't want to make a minimum of 100 grand, you shouldn't even be in the mortgage business yeah. because you just go get a job. Like you can get, you can make like 78 with way less stress. So if you don't have that internal drive that you're like, I want to make a minimum of a hundred plus then because this, this career can do it, but you do have to put the work in. Right. So 100%. yeah. Okay. So what, what kind of feedback have you been getting from the realtors with this new shift of focus and this new approach that you're taking? I've talked to so many real estate agents this year alone. I probably don't, even this morning, Scott, before I came in here, I did about yeah, I think I did 15 calls and I taught and I had about 10 conversations. The fact that, I mean, you, and when I go and meet up with them, the fact that I have a game plan ready to show them what they're going to get, what to expect is it's unbelievable. A lot of brokers don't do what's uh, what I've been doing now. And they totally respect that. Cause you know what? They're in the same position as us. They really just want to get the deal done. And right. the ones that the good ones do, that's all they care about. They just want to get the deal done and they want someone who's, who's personal and a, a, a go-getter, sorry, a go-giver, actually. Someone who's, yeah, yeah. Years, who's here to, to lend a hand. You know, it's funny, like in the real estate business, they have a listing present, like no good realtor doesn't have a listing presentation. Like they don't just show up and go, hey, you know, they yeah. actually have a plan. And so one of the things that we think is valuable is you need to have like your realtor presentation. What are you going to do when you meet with them? Because otherwise we just show up, we make friends. And even if they like you, they're like, oh, that was kind of, whatever. So I, I'm glad that you're doing that. And in terms of the calling, so you've also like, you've just blown it off the charts in terms of your calling. So how have you found having a plan or a script for calls? How has that affected your uh, calling? 
I know what to say. And, and you got to know what to say. And you got to say it. You got to say it with confidence. You got to say, um, and first of all, you have to, if, if there's anybody out there struggling with making outbound calls to real estate agents, first of all, don't think of it as, I know it's hard to get through. The, the best advice I could give you is know what to say, know what a rebuttal is, know when they're not interested and just move on. Don't waste your time. The time thing is is key. There's only 24 hours in the day and you got to use them as, as a broker. You have to use them as much as realistically and most profitably as possible. So using knowing what to say and tracking is key. You got to track every single day and you got to go and you got to beat yourself from the day before. And you know what? If you look at it, if you frame it as a point of, of you're offering a service and if somebody says, if some agent says, Hey, I'll use you. Just send me a deal first. Just drop the call. Don't meet with them. It's not worth it because they're probably, they're begging for the scraps at the bottom of the barrel. There's 48,000 realtors in Toronto. Only a real, there's good ones. There's okay ones, but the majority of them are just, you know, they're not doing business. And if they're asking you for a deal, do not even, don't go that way. Like that's not your job. You can go and get your own real estate license too and do what they do. That's not your job. Just remember that. And don't take any, don't take any crap from anyone. Like, don't let them talk down to you. Like, you're a pro. Anyone can really get, go and get the real estate license. Anybody you went to high school with, barely graduated, probably is a real real estate agent now. You know what I mean? I'm not knocking the profession. I'm just knocking the ones who would, uh, who, who talk down to you. I mean, but obviously, like, the referrals flow downstream, right? And they have to know that. If they don't, it's really important to know who you're dealing with. And also, if you get a bad rejection, just never take it personally. Have you always been this way? Have you always been to be like, like in high school, for instance, when the girls turn you down, were you like totally, I'm just messing with you. Were you totally like, oh, whatever. Like, so, or is this something you've developed over time? <laughs> it happens. It, that, that's, that's a great analogy. It happens all the time. Um, and it's, I think it was Darren Hardy who said when he started off in real estate, he'd, have, he'd go door knocking, he'd have his little pad, he'd mark down 50 squares on his pad, say, I have to go talk to 50 people. And I would look for rejection. Because he, he said it. Because if I know I'm getting rejected, that's just one less person that I have to deal with and talk to before I get a golden egg, before I get a yes. Like today, for example, I've been rejected eight times since 1030 in the morning. And I'm like, yes. It's kind of like it's kind of like a – I think it's kind of like a sickening thing that I have going on here that I love it so much. But I also have three interviews next week. I had three interviews with new real estate agents next week because right. of that. If you're not going to do it, then you're not going to make any progress. If you're not going to, it's the same thing like in high school. If you want to go ask a girl and they said no, they go, okay, thanks. Just brush it off and head right back out again. It's not a big deal. Right. Do not take anything personally. Like agents are people too. They, they, I talked to some one lady this morning. She was, she picked up the phone. She was gardening. I'm like, okay, cool. You like to garden. So I'll call her back later and be like, hey, how's the gardening going? Or just average people. They may be having a bad day. Maybe not. So they're just like you. And you know what? A lot of them surprisingly, they do respect the hustle. They go, you know what? I have three broker relationships and you know, you got to go, okay, cool. Don't worry about it. And they go, Hey, but good luck to you. I really appreciate the call. Right. So frame it that way and frame it as a way you're not, you're just calling a regular guy who probably, who has a, who has a, a real estate license. You're not calling like the UN secretary general to get aid to a country that's burning. Everyone's going to die. No one's going to die here. Okay. Right. Right. Like it's, 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 it's okay. It's cool. And the thing is, you keep building momentum day in and day out, day in and day out. And it's so hard to stop after that. And you look at what you've created after a while, it's like, wow, I've been actually absolutely crushing it. And now I'm kind of worried, like, they're going to come, like, a flurry of applications are going to come my way. 
And I'm not going to know what to do except to hire an assistant. You know what I mean? Right, right. That's a good problem to have. It's all about the mindset. Like we, we'd say this all the time, but the story that you tell yourself, right? So if the story you tell yourself is, oh, you know, please, like if you've got this sort of attitude, you're, it's just the wrong place to start. But you're right. Like we're not calling Kim Jong-un. Oh. What is Kim Jong-un trying to convince him to put away his nuclear program? That's a high stress. This is just like, man, we're just talking to people and we're going to find people that we connect with. Yeah. And if we do, awesome. And if we don't, that's also cool too. And uh, I, I yeah. love you. You've been rejected eight no, times. I can't even tell by looking at you. Like, I can't tell that you've been rejected eight times. You know, you look, look like whatevs. Yeah, whatever. How's your uh, year going so far? Like, how's 2018 looking? So basically, my goal this year is to, I wanted to 3X my, my, my goal. Last year, I didn't hit my goal. It was about $4 million off. This year, I'm not, I'm not on track to hit it. Um, I've made some wild decision for the first quarter, but I don't know if anyone remembers the first quarter this year. It was especially in Toronto. There was just no inventory whatsoever. So mm-hmm. if you're changing your, your, your refinances to purchases and developing relationships, I kind of accept that it's going to take time and I'm cool with it because with this momentum I have going because of what I learned at blueprint, Scott, you just got to trust the process and there's no way that I can't hit my goal. And even but, if I don't hit my goal, I'm still going to do pretty darn well. So, but your goal though is not the same as last year. You're saying when you, if you don't hit your goal, you're not saying it's not like you're doing the same numbers last year, right? You're still ahead of last year. My, exactly. My goal still is to do three times the volume that I did last year. So, right. So if you, like, I just want people to understand if you're saying, Hey, I'm a little bit behind on my goal, but your goal is 300% improvement. So even if you only end up with 150 or hundred percent improvement, it still doesn't suck. So what, so what advice would you give to somebody who's struggling right now? So somebody's like, you know what, I hear you. I understand that. But like, maybe they're struggling. What would you say? Momentum is so key. If you're struggling with, with getting like, okay, like I said, the phone, you gotta, you, 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 you gotta, that's, that's your want. You gotta, you gotta know that. And I learned that from you, especially, you don't want to be spending your time, like, especially if you're new or if you're struggling don't and, and be perfectly honest with yourself with how you're spending your time each day and know what you, you got a time block. You got to do that stuff and, and don't give up on it. It's going to be messy at the beginning and it's going to be great at the end though. Plan your, plan your weeks out every Sunday night. The thing about calling real estate agents is that it's not the phone calls that take long. It's the actual doing the recon that, that that's the most work. So I would focus on total on recon who you're going to call, who do you know is a reference point. That makes it a whole lot easier. I don't even I don't even remember the last time I did an actual cold call without saying, "Hey, I know him or so and so, and they recommended me to you." That type of thing makes it a whole lot better. Like I said, don't take it personally. It's really not a big deal, and don't be hard on yourself if you have a bad day. If someone says no, don't go cry in the corner like I used to do. I used to do that all the time, and it got me nowhere. <laughs> and and give yourself a pat on the back because it's pretty awesome what you are doing and I don't want to sound cheesy or anything like oh hey it's Tony Robbins but you do have to take it easy on yourself and be like okay if I made five calls today just do 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 six tomorrow right and also don't just focus on the calls focus on 10 conversations on the conversations you're having too and of Mm -hmm. course focus on how many times you're actually asking for business with the ones you do have relationships for right you know, one of the things you told me, which I thought was hilarious, is that the real estate owner of your company is like, dude, he saw you, how you're working the phone. And he's like, you should come become a realtor. Didn't he say that to you? Yeah, he's trying to recruit me now because he, he sees I'm the one who does the most phone calls on, on his whole team. And 
I don't know, maybe he wants me to coach him, but yeah, no, that's, and that's, that's just something else to put in the, put in the old brag book. You know what I mean? Right, right. You know, the, the cool thing about that is that if you learn phone, how to do phone sales and how to make phone calls, that that translates always. Like that's not going away. I don't care about what technology's out there. At the end of the day, there's something about getting on a phone call with someone, having that connection and conversation. It scales really well and it's, it's not disappearing. So it's a, it's a, incredibly valuable skill to develop. And you can literally write your own ticket because all you got to do is just keep, you just keep using the phone effectively and appropriately. You can grow your business. It's awesome, dude. It, it's, it's the best part of my day. And, and the point is, I mean, I don't, I don't care. I don't care what they say to me. I don't care if somebody says no, get missing or get lost. Like it, it really doesn't matter. Hey, there's another one right there. It's serving. You're providing a service and then don't, don't take anything from anyone. But, and you also, you want to work with the people who are, who are like you, who could, who can mirror you or on the same level as you as well. Not everyone's going to say yes. If you think that you're going to pick up the phone and not get rejected, then you should probably cut the Prozacs in half because that's just, that's, that's unrealistic. Yeah. But even, even somebody who wins an election, you know, even in the U S or like half the people hate them, half the people love them. So like you, like that's, you're, you're only going to get 51% of people to love you and you can become president. Right. And that it means the other 49% probably hate you. So we're not even going to get a 50, 50% average. So, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. No, I was, I've, I've never been at 50% ever. No chance, but Hey, WIFM, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Dude, that. I, I, yeah. I love that too. So, Hey, I really, any last words or something I should have asked you before you came on to chat about this Think Anything you'd want to share? You got to, I, I, the thing that I've learned the most this year is that you really got to, you really have to learn how to use your time. It's really, really important. And you got to know that like what you're doing is you could spend all, all the time you want on like checking a rate sheet and doing that stuff and going to conferences. And like, I don't even do that stuff. Uh, the only conferences that I would go to would be something to do with sales and something to make me actually get the deal in the door. Cause I can think of a number of other ways how to spend my time as far as actually making sales and building relationships and just in, don't sleep until 10. Get up and know why. You got to start with why you're being a broker. Simon Sinek, start with why. TED Talk, classic. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. Dude, and Simon LaFace is the same thing. Start with why. And you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate your time.